Hello, podcast family. This is Captain Bradley Hargis with the Salvation Army in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and you are listening to the Above the Waves podcast, a show where we aim to inspire listeners through the example of love and service presented by Jesus Christ, the Messiah. In this week's talk, we will be beginning a four-week series titled Unplugged and Available. This series is heavily based on the teachings in Matthew and Mark concerning solitude and Sabbath, the rest of God by Mark Buchanan, and the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. This series is meant to be a precursor to the 2023 Lenten season that will begin on February 22nd and end on April 6th. I hope that this series brings you peace and gives you ideas on how to declutter your soul so that you can have greater intimacy with Jesus. So let me start off with a question. How busy are you? Again, how busy are you? If this question was on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate yourself? I would rate my life right now probably about an 8. This question alone brings so many things to mind. To some of us, we might get a sense of pride in how much we accomplished in a brief time frame. As if to say, do you know how many things I've crossed off my to-do list? Well done, my good and faithful self. Load up the attaboy, girl file and give yourself a good old-fashioned pat on the back. To others, this question might create a crushing amount of anxiety about how long your to-do list is and how many things are left undone, of how many things you need to accomplish. The reality is all of us have 24 hours in a day. No one has more, no one has less, but we do allocate it out in different ways. For instance, a stay-at-home mother of five's time is gonna look radically different than a 20-something year old at college with no children. A business executive's time will look different than someone staying in our emergency family shelter trying to put their life back together. Regardless of your season of life, we are all called to seek after Jesus. If many of us are honest, we might say, I am just too busy to have a meaningful quiet time. This is due to Christians assimilating into a culture of frantic busyness and activity. If you find yourself saying, I have too much to do, and the only way to keep up is to work more, hustle more, do more, our soul is headed for trouble. Hurry and busyness are not Christ-like. They are unhealthy rhythms of life that are anti-Christian. In John Ortberg's book, The Life You've Always Wanted, Spiritual Disciplines for Ordinary People, John Ortberg says that we are distracting ourselves into oblivion. He goes on to say, for many of us, the great danger is not that we will renounce our faith, but is that we will become so distracted and so rushed and preoccupied that we will settle for a mediocre version of it. We will just skim our lives instead of actually living it. So how can we become more aware of our needs of our soul and seek after Jesus in a frantic, busy, and erratic world that is more obsessed with productivity than it is with the health and wellness of our souls? Matthew 4 helps us out big time here. It talks about the the disciplines of silence and solitude. I know, your favorite, right? Leaning into Matthew 4 will be tough as we often are not good with blank or nothing moments throughout our day. Here is an example. If you're waiting in line at a restaurant or coffee shop, do you attempt to talk to those around you? Be present in the moment. Or do you immediately reach for your phone? I am very guilty of reaching for my phone and often. The problem in my quest for efficiency is sometimes I neglect life's moments that are right in front of me and around me. 
like encouraging that stranger in the line, being present with my family. You fill in the blank. Jesus works in these unscripted spaces. So how do we be present to God, to other people, and present to our souls? Right before Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is baptized in the Jordan River by his cousin John the Baptist. This is such a cool moment. The voice of God from heaven states, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the moment that catapults Jesus into his public ministry. The awesome thing here is this scene really shows God's favor was with Jesus before he ever healed a leper, forgave a tax collector, or corrected a religious leader. God was pleased with him before he even began any of his work. This is super important for us. We need to rest in the assurance of God before we begin any work. Western culture will betray you here. The American dream will as well. Western culture grooms us to believe that we are what we do. And that is not true in the kingdom of God. Your value comes from whose you are, not what you do. Remember this, write it down somewhere, but let's move on. Back to the baptism of Jesus. Immediately after the baptism, Jesus is led into the desert to be tempted by Satan. You're probably thinking to yourself, well, that escalated fast. On top of that, Jesus is hungry. And I know hungry is one of those feelings that I absolutely hate. It's the worst. So let's read Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11 together. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every good word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple. Verse 6, And he said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next the devil took him to a peak of the very high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give you all of this, he said, if you will just kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, You must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And the devil went away, and the angels came and took care of Jesus. It's an interesting bit of scripture, right? The Greek word for desert here is pretty fascinating. It can mean the following. Desert, a deserted place, a desolate place, solitary place, lonely place, quiet place, or even wilderness. Is it just me, or do you find the story from Matthew really odd? Did you catch verse 1? Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And we have to ask ourselves, why? You're probably wondering also why Jesus had to do it alone. Or we might just assume that Jesus was Jesus and that he simply can handle it. I mean, he is God in the flesh, right? But thinking this, 
undermines the fact that Jesus was not only 100% God, but he also was 100% human. So many times I have read this story and thought, poor Jesus, he's being led to the place of isolation and weakness. But maybe we have it all wrong in Matthew chapter 4. Maybe the desert or quiet place is not a place of weakness. John Mark Comer actually proclaims in his book that the wilderness is not a place of weakness. In fact, it is a place of strength. A place of strength? What if we viewed our silence and solitude as a place of strength? Not whenever I can get to it or if I have time. As a pastor, I am genuinely worried about the state of our church. Too often, I meet with people that are frazzled, exhausted, and emotionally bankrupt. To be honest, I feel like this sometimes too. What if we more often sought out the quiet place? To make this clear, Jesus was in the desolate place for a month and a half with the devil. This really seems like an eternity. Jesus throughout his ministry disappeared often to be with his Father. In Mark 1, 36-37, the disciples are looking for him and he is nowhere to be found. In the middle of huge storms, Jesus is sleeping in the hold of a ship. Upon his last moments before the crucifixion, Jesus is in a garden praying to his Father as the disciples struggle to stay awake. Jesus always seemed to find moments with his Father no matter how busy his ministry became. In fact, the more busy his ministry became, the more he snuck away. There are multiple stories in the New Testament that state that Jesus and his disciples were so busy they didn't even have time to eat or sleep. Now that is pretty busy. In Mark Buchanan's book, The Rest of God, he shares a story about a 16th century Carmelite monk named Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence discovered one of life's secrets. Do you want to know what it was? It's this. God is everywhere. God is behind you. God slips into your day, among your comings and goings. God listens, watches, and speaks. But so often we are like Martha, too distracted by many things that we miss Jesus sitting right in our kitchen. Brother Lawrence goes on to say, the devil distracts, God interrupts. Again, the devil distracts, God interrupts. Think about that in your life. The only thing that changes in this scenario is us. So, are we available? How can you practice the presence of God by seeking silence and solitude this week? How could it enhance your spiritual life and your soul? How could it bring renewal and intimacy with God? Well, we have to ask ourselves, what's the key? Simply follow Jesus' example, or the advice of Brother Lawrence, Mark Buchanan, or John Mark Comer. Just get away. Go to your favorite place, that quiet hiking trail, that favorite spot on the lake, that favorite coffee shop. When you do, don't take your cell phone, your computer, or your iPod, or your iPad. Do you know that the average person touches their iPhone 2,617 times a day? The average user uses their iPhone two and a half hours a day over 67 sessions. So, don't take your phone, just sit in silence and listen to the voice of God. You might hear the voice of calm and reassurance as we see in Matthew chapter 3. 
If you are not accustomed to doing this, I'm going to be honest with you, it's going to feel very uncomfortable at first. But by instilling this habit in your life, it will get easier each time you do it. Eventually, you will long for silence and solitude. This week, read Matthew 4 slowly and sit with the scripture a while. I hope that you find rest for your busy, tired, and frazzled soul. Strength is in solitude and silence. It is not in hurry and busy. Thank you for listening to the Above the Waves podcast with your host, Captain Bradley Hargis. And we hope that you enjoyed our study over solitude and Sabbath. As always, you can head over to SalvationArmyFS.org to sign up for our email listing or visit us on Facebook at Sal Army Fort Smith. Thank you for joining us for this episode and come back next week as we study the topic and discipline of Sabbath.